Hello and welcome to Wedding on a Hill, a podcast for Christian women who are engaged and, yay, planning a wedding. My name is Annie Lavi, and I'm a writer, Bible teacher, and wedding coordinator. I believe there is no time as sweet, wonderful, and sometimes overwhelming as preparing to be married. On this podcast, I'm here to help women walk through this season joyfully and faithfully, seeking first the kingdom of God. Well, hello again, and welcome back to this very first official episode of Wedding on a Hill. I am so excited to be here, and I'm so excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, So for these first few episodes, what I really wanted to talk about, again, it's January. A lot of people I know just got engaged over the holidays. Congratulations, if that is you and you are planning your wedding. Uh, But one of the first things I think that always really comes up is budget. And so that is what we are going to be spending not only today talking about, but I think actually the next couple episodes, uh, we're going to dive into different aspects of having a wedding budget in general. How do we look at that as Christian women? How do we navigate this little world here? So let's get started. Today, uh, what I'm going to focus on specifically is, you know, this question that I think a lot of people have, which is, one, do I even need a budget? And if I do, why? Uh, Which is fair. I mean, on some level, I think that most people don't have unlimited resources. So the idea of do I need a budget is probably yes. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, everybody walks through life. And most people, I think, if you stopped random collections of people on the street, most people would probably say yes to the question, do you need a budget? And yet how many people actually have a budget? right? Like one that actually functions where they have a spreadsheet and they keep track of their money and how they spend it. So as much as we say, yes, I think that it's important to have a budget. Very few of us, I think, actually take that next step to do it. And so I'm going to hopefully today convince you why you should actually do it. Not just say, yes, I think that a budget is important. Yes, I need a wedding budget. But why you should actually have one. And not just a budget that looks good on paper that you set up at the beginning, but one that you actually use throughout the whole time. So we're going to go into a little bit about that today. You know, I think I started talking about a lot of people like to have a budget, but at the same time don't know where to start or how to use one. And I'm talking about in daily life, not even weddings yet, but that everyday experience. And I think that one thing that a lot of people think is, oh, if I have a budget, then that means that we're going to have to do a lot of work. I feel like that is what some people say. Um, Like it just takes time and energy, which is true. Like I'm not going to deny that you have to commit to actually sitting down in front of your spreadsheet to actually talking about finances. Uh, But the other thing is people might look at it and say, oh, I'm actually a little bit afraid if I knew like what I spent my money on. I'm a little bit afraid to know exactly what I'm doing in that area. Uh, which I will obviously argue, especially as a believer, is not really a good way to go about it. Um, But we'll get to that. You know, I think that the easiest example of how a budget can actually be something that sets us free instead of adding stress to our lives. Although again, like I said, it does take time. It does take a little bit of time and you have to commit to that upfront. But I think that often uh, the best example for me is going on vacation. So my husband and I, 
uh, just last year, we live in North Carolina. We live outside of Raleigh and we went, we took a week long vacation over the summer to Nashville, which was just such a dream for us. My husband is a musician and I love good food. Um, so that combination makes Nashville really ideal. Uh, but while we were figuring out, okay, you know, we're going to go, we're going to take time off of work. We're going to do this. We want to do this. We want to do all these things. There was something really, really helpful about setting a budget ahead of time. So we sat down and we said, okay, we are going to spend while we were gone this amount of money total. And then we kind of broke it down from there. You know, we think we're going to spend about this on where we're going to stay. We think we're going to spend about this on food. And then even more than that, we set aside because we are totally both foodie people. Um, I went to this, by the way, great restaurant called The Butcher and the Bee. So if you're ever in Nashville, totally check it out. It was fantastic. But we said, okay, we're going to spend, we're going to take one night and we're going to have like a really good dinner. And that was when we went to this restaurant, The Butcher and the Bee. And we had, but we had planned it ahead of time. And so I think that it's so easy if we hadn't planned it. I'm the kind of personality who would have showed up to the restaurant walked in the door and been super price conscious. So I don't know if you guys are at all like that. That's totally how I operate. I walk in and I start to look at the menu and think, well, shoot, like how much money is it okay for me to spend on this dinner? Is it okay to buy that entree? Or what about that one? Or should I get a drink? Should I not get a drink? If Can I get one drink? Can I get two drinks? And I just start panicking over, you know, we haven't talked about this. I don't know how much money is it okay for me to spend at dinner. How much can I order? And weirdly enough, setting the budget ahead of time, setting a good amount of money aside, even just for that evening, for this one fancy dinner, set me free in that evening. So I got to walk into the restaurant and say, I know that we already said we're going to spend this amount tonight. And so and that amount was a good it was a solid amount for a good, nice, fancy dinner. And so I didn't have to worry. And I actually got to not look at the prices and just enjoy looking at the menu. And I then enjoyed every bite that I ate, right? Because it wasn't riddled with this question of, is this too much money to be spending on this thing? Is it not enough? And how do we navigate this? So I think that, again, setting that those kind of amounts, even as guidelines, keeping in mind, it's not set in stone. Like my husband and I, we also, whenever we make a budget for vacation or something like that, uh, again, I think vacations just for some reason a really good example in my head. But we'll always set aside a chunk of money that we call like flex money. And so we'll say this is the amount of money that we don't know what we're going to spend it on, but we will. So that gives us a little bit of leeway in whatever. If we want to spend a little bit more on the room that we're renting, if we want to spend a really a little bit more on dinner, if we want to get an extra, I don't know, lift ride and just tour the city. I don't know. But keeping in mind that these numbers don't have to be set in stone. And we can even build in that leeway. We can build in that flex money so that we don't have to worry when things come up that are more than we thought. But having those numbers broken down will actually help you to savor the moment in the same way that I savored that dinner when we went to the butcher and the bee, that it'll help you savor the goodness of buying a wedding dress. So when you go to the store you can say, I'm going to spend this amount of money. And I know that. And I don't have to worry about, am I spending too much? Am I spending too little? How much should I be spending? Right? Like you already know ahead of time about how much you can spend. And that takes a huge portion of the weight off of your shoulders. You know, I think that that would be the most 
not, I want to say frustrating was the word that came to mind, but frustrating maybe sounds bad, (laughs) but it was one of the most difficult things to work with couples who hadn't thought about that before they came to see me as I was working at a wedding venue. Uh, You know, if they didn't know approximately how much they wanted to spend either total or on a venue it was really hard to get them started, right? Like I can show them numbers, but at the end of the day, all those numbers would do would stress them out. So knowing ahead of time, being able to say, yes, we're going to make a budget. Yes, we're going to plan some of this stuff because that will set us free in the moment to spend the money because we have already decided that we want to spend that money and we already decided it's good and it's golden and we're going to be able to smile while we do it and it's not going to stress us out. So I think that having that budget, again, will just be able to put guidelines around that. Um, another reason I think that it's super important to set a budget, and this is maybe a little less practical in some way, but a little bit more on the spiritual side, you know, as Christians, as believers, we are called to be good stewards of our money. And so we're called to be people who know where their money is going, who know what the money is being spent on. And again, that doesn't have to be a scary thing. And it doesn't have to be like this super guilt-ridden thing. Um, I had a conversation with a friend who I absolutely love a lot. She lives in Georgia. And she was, we were talking about finances and again, not necessarily related to weddings in our conversation, but we were just talking about money and how do you know how much to give to the church? And she made some kind of joke like, Oh, you know, you know, sometimes I want to give, I want to give to the church and sometimes I do. And then she made a comment about like, oh, but then I want to buy a sweater. I want to buy a really nice sweater. And she made the comment as if like, oh, there's no way that she should ever buy the sweater instead of giving to the church. And I pushed back on that a little bit, which I don't know, some people would probably be like, you're such a bad Christian. I don't think that's exactly how it works. <laughs> but I think that sometimes being a good steward of our money means spending it. And that's okay. And I had even said to her, you know, sometimes we give $50 to the homeless person. And sometimes we spend $50 on a really beautiful sweater. And it isn't necessarily about the sweater or the homeless person. It's about how we stand in front of God. And there are times when I think, personally, it's okay to spend money in a way that feels like you're celebrating beauty. And so when I think about, um, have I ever spent 50 bucks on a sweater? Yes, I have. Could I have gone to Goodwill and bought a $5 sweater? Absolutely. And I don't spend $50 on a sweater all the time or whatever your amount is. I'm just, I randomly picked 50, right? But I'm, I can actually peek into my closet from where I'm sitting right now and I see the, the sweater that is on my brain. And I love that sweater. I think it's beautiful. I intentionally bought it. I really thought about it. I wear it all the time. It's fun. It makes me feel pretty. And yeah, I think that it was okay to buy that article of clothing and to spend the money on it and to let that choice kind of be like a celebration of something fun and glorious. And I think that even wearing it can be glorifying to God that when I am able to sit and celebrate the good gifts that the Lord has given me and the the financial blessing and to just enjoy that, I think that that worships him in one way. Now, I think that we hold that in tandem with, yeah, sometimes we don't spend the money. Sometimes 
the Lord will say, you know what? You don't really need another $50 sweater. You should give that money to the church. You should give that money to your friend who needs something else instead. And then it's, again, it's both. It's not necessarily about one or the other. We hold both in tandem. And so we learn in this process as we're Christians, we're called to be good stewards of our money. And all that means is that we recognize that any money that we're going to spend on our wedding is borrowed from the Lord, that it is ultimately all his money. And so we want to use it in a way that honors and glorifies him. Sometimes maybe that means we get to spend money on something that feels really beautiful and exciting for us. For me, it was flowers. We can totally get there. And other times it means uh, maybe we don't have to actually spend a ton of money on everything. Maybe we can pick and choose and maybe we can be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to say, you know what? You don't really need to spend that amount on this day. You can spend it over here instead or you can give it over here instead. But there will be, so there will be times when we, when we lean into beauty and celebrating and spending for the purpose of celebration and to glorify God in joy. And there will be other times when we celebrate him in sacrifice and we celebrate him in giving and being willing to not necessarily spend just because we have money to spend, right? That we we stand ultimately accountable before God with our wedding budget, but also with all of our money. And we want to learn, okay, having a budget will help us be good stewards of that money. Again, because if we thought about it ahead of time, if I go in saying, this is the amount that I feel like will allow me to feel really, really beautiful in a wedding dress that will feel like I value this day and I spent enough money on it to show that I valued it. And at the same time, I didn't need to go totally crazy. You can walk into that store with confidence because you know that you're walking in the Lord's way in that sense. You're walking in a way that is allowing you to be a good steward. You know, as we're talking about, do we need a budget? Why? I have one more thing that I really want to touch on. And that is that budgeting and finances is kind of, well, not kind of, to be honest. If you Google, I think what's the number one thing people fight over as couples, I think it's money. You know, this is a fantastic opportunity setting your wedding budget talking about your wedding budget being willing to do it together because it's not just one person it's not just the other person no matter who is bringing the money i think that's important to realize whether parents are providing money whether you are scraping together five hundred dollars whether you are bringing it 50 50 or not or one parent is paying for all of it or one person's paying for all of it this is still a joint decision And so the money needs to be spent and needs to be talked about as if it is both of yours. And when we plan budgets, we include both fiancés. So we, it's not, I think that that's something that I've seen. It can be way too easy. It's pretty common, you know, to have the bride's parents be paying and then the budget gets totally planned by the bride and her mom. And I understand that that is mom's money that she gave it. And that is so true. And I think that we should honor our parents and include them if that is the situation. And we can, we're going to talk about way, we're going to talk more about how to do that. But I also think that to just move on without ever consulting the groom would be a, a really big disservice, not only to him on your wedding day, but also that's just not how we want to start our marriage. Right. Like we don't as a as 
as women, we don't want to start our marriage talking about finances with our parents. We want to start our marriage talking about finances with our husband or with our to-be husband because that's going to set us up better in the long run. And so we can think of this as practice uh, for budgeting in the future. You know, I heard that once I heard a wedding be called like the biggest group project that any couple has ever done up to that point together. And I I love that example because I think it's so true. Like this is the biggest group project that you and your fiance will ever do. And setting up your budget is the biggest practice you'll ever have for setting a budget when you're married. And so you can set yourself up really, really well now by committing, you know, stacking hands on we're going to do this together. We're going to do this side by side. We're going to decide these things side by side. We're going to be prayerful about it and we're going to be committed. And one person isn't going to take over. And when one person does take over, hello, I'm totally that person in my marriage. I'll just be honest. But when one person takes over, the other person is allowed to call them out and say, hey, I kind of feel like you're actually not including me right now. And then the person who took over is humble and repents and says, I'm sorry, I didn't actually mean to do that. And then you try again and you move on. And that is how budgeting will work for maybe the rest of your life as a married couple. But planning and practicing right away is just going to set you up so well. You know, I think that when we're committing to doing this budget together, side by side, the best thing that you can do is say, uh, we're going to have monthly meetings, monthly budget meetings. This is something that my husband and I actually do in life as well. And I highly recommend it, but especially when you're planning something as big as a wedding, you know, you're going to have monthly wedding meetings probably between you and your fiance where you just talk about the wedding stuff. And sometimes it's nice to have it in that kind of a meeting setting where you can say, all right, we're going to be all business. And then that way you can set it down when you leave. But to be able to talk, uh, one, about what you've spent, and two, to keep track and update the budget as you spend throughout each month. Um, so those meetings, again, kind of set aside time that we can say, hey, all right, we're going to check in with the budget. You know, after the first one, after we've made it a month into planning, maybe you booked a venue and you bought a dress. You're going to add that into your budget. I heard this idea once this pastor, um, I think I'll actually post the link in the podcast notes because it's so good. He's from the Summit Church. Um, I think his name is... Brad Hambrick, and he talked about finances and weddings, but he talked about this idea as a picture frame budget, which is just, okay, us saying, we're going to make a Google Doc and we're going to make a fancy spreadsheet, a Google Sheet, right? And then we're going to say, this is how much we want to spend on dress, venue, flowers, food, invitations, blah, blah, blah. And then you never fill in what you actually spent. Right. You just say, this is what we want to spend. And then you never touch it again. And he called that a picture frame budget because it looks really nice on the outside, but it has nothing filled in in the middle. And so we want to commit to being people who don't just have picture frame budgets. And that is what the monthly meeting will help us avoid. So on one hand, we are going to, yes, we're going to prayerfully at the beginning say, we'd like to spend about this, this, this on these different categories. And at the same time, when we move forward a month later, we're going to fill in what we actually spent. We're going to actually keep track. I think that, you know, in all of people's lives, this is the part where most people get stuck on when it comes to budgeting. They don't do the filling in. They make the Outline and they don't color it in. So we're going to be, be people who color it in. We're not going to have picture frame budgets. We are going to actually have budgets that work. So again, you know, we talked a lot about today, just getting started here. Do we even need a budget? Why? 
Obviously, my answer is yes, um, on one hand, because we don't have unlimited resources, and that's not a bad thing. Um, two, budgets can actually set us free. So like I talked about going out to dinner, and we can walk in confidently to different places knowing, oh, I already know how much money is a good amount to spend. Um, three, we're going to be good stewards of our money, and we are going to need a budget to do that. We need to be able to stand accountable before the Lord and say, yeah, I spent that on that because... I prayed about it and because it felt like the wise thing. (laughs) Um, And four, we're going to remember that having a budget is the best practice that we will ever get for being married and doing a budget together, that this is like the ultimate warm up. So like I said, yes, I totally think that you should have a budget. I hope that I convinced you as well. And like I said at the beginning, you know, we're going to be doing the first few episodes here talking about budget in general. And so next week, please come back because we're going to dive even more into budget. Uh, Today, we just did a really big overview. Why do we need one? Next week, we're going to get a little bit deeper into how do we honor God with our wedding budget? What does it look like actually to manage our finances and our wedding budget well? And what are some concepts that we can bring in as we're trying to figure out how much money to spend on a dress, how much money to spend on a venue, etc. So we're going to be talking about kind of the spiritual side of how do we bring all of these pieces together? How do we start to figure out the puzzle of planning our wedding budget? So again, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope that you learned something. If you did, again, the best thing that you can do, this is a new podcast that I'm, again, super excited about and not a ton of people know about it at this point. So if you could share it with anyone who you think would benefit from it, anyone who you know is about to be engaged, we all know those people, or who is engaged and planning their wedding, you know, I just would love for this information to be out there and to really reach as many people as would be well served by it. Again, I had such a good time talking about this today and I am excited to talk more about finances and about wedding budget next week as we get into more specifics of what does it look like to manage our finances and our wedding budget well and how do we honor God with our wedding budget. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Annie Lavi and this is Wedding on a Hill.